Welcome back to On the Prowl, presented by Cardiac Cats. I'm your host, Jacob Shorba, and I'm joined once again by Griffin Fisher, a diehard fan of the Kansas City Chiefs, where we'll celebrate one of the greatest wins in Jacksonville's history and talk about those Chiefs. How are you doing today? I'm doing good. I, uh, that was a good week of football. My team was a little bit less, more underwhelming, but the whole, my whole family got to watch the end of that Jaguars game, and yeah, that was insane. Yeah, it felt like one of those uh, average Jaguars games for a little bit where, oh, if this happens and that happens, we're going to win, we're going to pull it off, and you know deep down inside it's not actually going to happen. But it actually happened. If that made any sense why I just said it all, I'm still like crazy in the head. No, that was that was uh, spot on. You guys for so long have not won those games. You've You've choked it or the other team's just been better overall. And they've had a, a drive that shut it down. But no, you guys took the lead and won that. Yeah, and it was 162 times in a row, just to be precise. So you, you're you right about that. <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah, so I, I feel great right now. Um, it felt like we were going to come back from the bye and win this game. But there was a good chance that uh, we're leaving it with a loss. We're 3-8. and eight. Season's over. But... For the first time in years, we have exciting football in December. And that's something a lot of franchises will take for granted, but we are not in Jacksonville. We are happy. We are looking forward to the future. And we know if some things go right, which will prelude to what we're going to talk about later, Jacksonville is not dead. There's a chance. Yep. Down but not out. So yeah, well, let's uh, let's go ahead and get into our weekly recap and start things off by talking about what happened this last week and some of our predictions. So first obvious thing we have to start with, and I feel like we manifested this, oh, yeah. Mike White is back. And I could you feel said, it. You said um, in the podcast last week, I was re-watching it, you said that um, if Mike White was in this game, it would be a blowout. <laughs> Straight up said it. You go rewatch it if you want. And what happened? 22 of 28, 315 yards, three touchdowns. And no Zach Wilson is your last stat. 31 to 10. Jets win. It was it was uh it was great. I've been waiting for the Mike White return for a year now. And I, I was so happy. And honestly, the, the Jets are I, I think I I think I've mentioned this before. But I think the Jets are going to the playoffs. They're going to be in. I actually think they'll be one of the bottom seeds. With the way things are going right now, they very well could be. I think it's going to be super close, though, because the, I'm going to um, try to say this in a way that isn't blasphemy. There's a chance, a very, very small chance, that Mike White might not be sustainable at this level. Oh, come on. I don't know. It just, it's it's like not a eerily similar to the last chance. time he started out of nowhere. It's not. Yeah, not at all. Nothing went wrong right after. They didn't dominate a really bad team. You know, the Bears are great. They're a solid football team. Oh, sure. Yeah, they didn't trade away guys or anything or get Chase Claypool and think that was the answer. I think the bottom line is that Mike White, and if he just sucks and collapses next week, uh, Joe Flacco, both of them are just better than Zach Wilson. They inspire the team more. They play better. They're smarter. They don't make stupid mistakes as much. But even if Mike White collapses, he'll still be better than Zach Wilson. Yeah, I just don't think they can go back to Zach Wilson. I mean, I think they've just got to trade him away for like 
a third or fourth round pick if they could even get that and just say goodbye. He'll be your guys' uh, backup quarterback next year. No. The Jaguars' backup quarterback. That's a locker room cancer that we don't need. I don't want someone who can't take fault for their losses. (laughs) Because that's the biggest difference you see between Trevor Lawrence and Zach Wilson, obviously before the last month or so. Because obviously Lawrence is playing amazing football and Wilson's warming a bench. But it's the difference in the way they're able to take accountability. Because when Lawrence lost the game, even if it wasn't all his fault, he's the leader of the team, the clear leader, and he takes fault for it. What did Zach Wilson do? Oh, I felt like we did enough to win the game. And how many points did they score? Three points. He can't take blame for it. He's got a pride issue. And you can't have that as a quarterback. And, you know, I'm happy that Robert Sella um, noticed that. And they did something about it. You know, admit when you're wrong. Move on from the guy. Do what you need to to succeed. And they're doing a great job in New York building the roster. They've done incredible with their draft picks. I mean, I think even everyone on draft night knew that. Even the people who hate the New York Jets with a passion. And they've just got to figure out quarterback now. And uh, you get to see if Mike White is the answer this year. I think he definitely deserves a shot. And uh, you just got to move on from Zach Wilson. So, yeah, that's the uh, the biggest thing of the week, I think, um, other than what we're obviously going to spend a lot of time talking about. The other thing, uh, I had a point with the Panthers last week, and they dominated the Broncos. And there was a very interesting excerpt from that game of a Broncos, I think it was a defensive lineman, going up yeah. to Russell Wilson and uh, yelling at him. I wonder oh, yeah. why. I don't know. Uh, <laughs> maybe he stepped on his toe. It's almost like Russell Wilson, uh, while losing the Panthers, was just casually standing on the sideline on his own, watching the field. It's like, huh, you look like a real uh, leader there, Russell. You're doing good. And for... <laughs> I hope they have Russell Wilson forever. I hope the Broncos keep him forever because for as long as he's there, I don't think there'll be a legit challenge to the FC West. They just won't. He just looks like he can't lead that team. And I do think eventually he will improve. Next year, they'll do better. But I just don't trust Russell Wilson anymore, and I won't trust him ever again. Is there a team you can trust in the AFC West other than the Chiefs? Honestly, the next most trustworthy is the Raiders, but no, no, not overall. Will there be a team you can trust in the AFC West like the next three years? No, uh, no, there's none. No, so enjoy it. <laughs> I I blame um, you know what I don't even blame I blame the stupid news, uh, the stupid uh, other shows. And their hosts that always claim that every year that the Chargers are going to take the division this year. And the Raiders are actually fixed all their issues. And the Broncos are Super Bowl champions already. They've already been crowned. They all say that every year because they don't want the Chiefs to be at the top. They want to see someone else get over the Chiefs. And you know what happens every year for the last seven years now? The other teams suck and the Chiefs win. Yep. Every time. And then somehow they always forget that in the offseason. It's like, oh, the Chiefs are going to collapse. Andy Reid and Patrick Mahomes are going to just disappear out of nowhere. Yeah, they're going to get in like a car crash or something. That's really all the division can hope for. And uh, I don't think they can hope for that because of potential moral issues. (laughs) Do you really trust that they would still be able to take it? 
Chad Henney with uh, Matt Nagy as our new head coach. That might uh, that might be too much for them to handle. Yeah, I <laughs> hot take there for sure. Um, I I've got a question on this, and this is kind of rhetorical, but also kind of serious. Between the Panthers and the Broncos, which team's really tanking? Oh wow! I mean, th- there's a point to be made there that the Broncos should be tanking. At this point, get help for Russell and just hope that he magically fixes all of his issues he has. But, yeah, the Broncos almost look like they're tanking more. They almost look like they're trying harder to lose. Yeah, they really put in the effort every week to eat some L's. It is. I can't believe that as as much as I've despised the Broncos from my entire childhood up to now, I can't believe that they're still proving me wrong. Every time I, sl- I, I have a, like a tiny bit of hope for them, and they just collapse. They, they can't do it. They got Peyton Manning, and they traded away a decade after doing that. They just haven't been good since then. This is a, did you know this is the longest stretch of them having losing seasons in their entire franchise's career? I did not know that. That's yeah. sad. It is awful. This was a team that did not have two losing seasons for like decades in a row. They did not have two losing seasons. And now they have just been a laughing stock for seven years. Yep. There is one silver lining here, though. The Denver Broncos, they're having a bad year. Their record's bad. They're going to have a high pick in the draft because of that when they pick up someone, get their next quarterback. <laughs> Wait, do they not have it? No. I mean, what, what happened? <laughs> oh, oh, it's Russell Wilson. My bad. Russell oh, Wilson. darn. I they guess couldn't get your... rid of him if they wanted. Russell Wilson could go out and say he hates the Broncos and they're a terrible organization. They'd still be stuck with him. <laughs> yeah, I don't think he could ever do that. He's too much of a saint. Yeah, he's too, he's too nice. Yeah, Broncos country, let's die. Let's cry. Yep. Well, uh, the other one that we're going to talk about uh, speaking of teams that are supposed to be good that absolutely suck the rams all but eliminated from the playoffs um the question around this is whether you have a roster impulsion which we talked about off the air yesterday and as much as it makes sense that they would have a roster implosion because they're a super bowl winning team that is doing awful They have a coach that might not come back next year based off the fact that he nearly retired after the Super Bowl. You'd think there's a roster implosion, but much like the Packers, a lot of these players are re-signed now. They can't just go trade them away, you know? It'd be really hard to do that. They're probably not going to get much out of it. I kind of feel like they're going to try to take a second shot at next year, but yeah, that's a mess over there. Yeah, I think I mean, yeah, we talked about it. And I originally thought that that team would collapse and they'd do a fire sale, kind of like what the Panthers did. But yeah, they have somehow actually figured out their money issues and they're set up to have most of these same players. Now, I do think that there could be a scenario where Aaron Donald doesn't request a trade, but he might just retire. And it'd probably come, I don't think he'd retire permanently. I think he'd retire to get off the team and then go somewhere else. But I don't know. The, the team might just be the same next year, and they might just try to fix it. 
And yeah. I love Stafford. I I hope that that's not the end of him. But I think the Rams going forward, it might be better for them to try to get a different quarterback. At least in the draft, pick someone up and have him below Stafford or see if their rookie they have now is any good. I don't know. I mean, I think they could stick out maybe a decade with Wolford. That's rhetorical, of course. I uh, I would have to say that they're probably going to stick with Stafford because he's been out part of the year. So, you know, they're going to make a lot of excuses. You know, they're going to say, oh, this is why we're bad this year. We're going to fix it. It's going to be fine the next year. And then they're going to go like eight and nine. And then that's when the explosion happens. That's when the retirements happen. I think Aaron Donald wants to be a Ram for life. So he might just straight up retire. Well, Von Miller wanted to be a Broncos player for life, too. You did, anything happens. It feels crazy. And that was a mid-season move, too. That was insane. Yeah, that was really bizarre. Yeah, I and I love Stafford. I spent my whole childhood watching him and just wishing that the lines would be good or they'd get rid of him. And they finally did it, and he went and got a ring. And I was, And I was so happy. But the Rams have traded away their future for that. They really did. They've at least they at least forfeited like two or three years of their team having a shot just for that, which you can argue if that's right or not. I think most people probably would take that scenario, but it's it's sad to watch. Yeah, they got a Super Bowl out of it, though. So I think uh, as fans, you're happy about that. But yeah, you're not looking forward to the future. There is no future there. Um, let's go ahead. Let's move forward a little bit. Um this week, and you know you can't choose one of these teams because I'm already choosing it. That's clear as day. What team surprised you the most in Week 12? The most surprising team, I would have to say, is the Commanders. I And I, I'm, I'd have to admit that I'm partially biased. I really like Heineke. I really like this. I mean, I don't like this team because I hate their owner. But that team, they fight, and they fought for the last two or three years now really hard. They almost knocked Tom Brady out of the playoffs, and I would have loved if that happened because the Chiefs might actually won the Super Bowl. But they almost took him out. Taylor Heineke was the closest threat to Brady that that uh, offseason or that postseason. And I don't – I they played hard. They made a great goal line stand at the end of the game to win that, and it was just electric. And the Commanders, I actually think, have a ton of momentum right now. They're on a three-game winning streak. That they, <laughs> I don't, I don't, I think they're going to make the playoffs. Just looking, I mean, they're in it right now, aren't they? Aren't they in the standings? I'm they pretty sure they're in the playoffs. Well, now. maybe. I think they're the seventh seed, which is insane. They came out of nowhere, and I think they're going to rack up more wins because that whole division has easy schedules. They're playing a lot of bad teams this year. So I actually expect the Commanders to make the playoffs. I think the Giants will get kicked out and the Commanders will move up. And I think that very similar to the year where they almost knocked Brady out of the playoffs, I think they can actually go a couple rounds. Now, I don't think they're ever going to be going to the Super Bowl, but I think that team is, they they play hard enough that they can actually win. Yeah, I could see them going into the playoffs. I think they'll end up being a third best team. I just don't think the Giants actually have a really good roster. I just think there was some magic there earlier this year. They had a really good coach. or well, Sorry, they have a really good coach. And there is a future there. But they're just not a team that should be in the playoffs. I can't really imagine it. Oh, they, they were the frauds of the early season. And I liked watching them play. I'm glad that Saquon Barkley is doing good again. 
it's nice to see the he's so fun to watch and see him healthy and running to like looking like his old self. That is great. But yeah, they I think they were the biggest frauds of the early season. Yeah, they were definitely high on that list. Let's recount the Bills in that conversation. Well, the Bills, <laughs> and then there's another team that was actually um, really good at the beginning of the season record-wise, Green Bay Packers. They were 3-1. Oh, yeah. and, and they lost to uh, the Giants. So you could make a bigger argument there <laughs> if you want. So, yeah, I would have to agree with that. I think it was impressive the way they won. And that that's a game they have no business winning. When you win those games... You're setting yourself up for the playoffs. And, and that Washington will lead, does that a lot. Yeah. That leads right into the one that I'm going to choose. The Jacksonville Jaguars. Because oh, yeah. they had no business winning that game at the end of that. That should have been over so many times. There were so many fourth downs where it's like, okay, you got to hit this dart down the field as defenders are running in your face. And he just nails it. Hits him right on the chest. Or the receiver makes a great catch. I mean, it was like watching a Chiefs game on steroids. I I watched that game, and it was it was insane. And I actually, whenever they were down two scores, I actually thought they were going to come back and win it. Right at that moment, I looked at that and I saw how the team was starting to perform in that drive. I'm like, yeah, I think the Jaguars are going to actually get this, and they they won. And it was it was a great game. They did not. No one thought this would happen. There was very few people predicting this would happen. Some people predicted the Jaguars to cover the spread, but no one thought that. Especially in the way they won, no one thought the Jaguars would win like that. And yeah. they looked great. And that game was awesome to watch. Yeah, I mean, they were my family's diehard Chiefs fans, the whole family, and they were cheering for the Jaguars in that game. Yeah, I think the you can say the that certain players on the team were great. <clears throat> I don't know if I would say the team was great as a whole, though, because there were still meltdowns on defense. There were still the moments where, like, you just saw someone completely blow it. But certain guys just stepped up. I mean, obviously, Lawrence is the one that we're going to go to because the prince who was promised has arrived. But Zay Jones... 11 catches for 145 yards in the two-point conversion to win it. When would you have ever thought that Zay Jones was going to do that? Never. And uh, I would be way more excited for him if I hadn't lost my fantasy matchup to him. But watching that Jaguars game was a good trade-off. Getting to see that ending. I'd already accepted my fantasy game was over, but the Jaguars had just started their, their playoff push. Yeah, I think the next time you're drafting in the 17th round, you'll start looking for Zay Jones after that one. Because that's no, where he got drafted pretty late in the draft. Is never, he is never seeing my team ever after that. But in terms of uh, the actual football game, yeah, he was insane. Yeah, he played great. Um, and then uh, Andrew Wingard on the defense, more like Wingard. That dude, oh, man, he... I don't know if he's a starter in the NFL, but when he comes in, when you need him to play, he freaking plays. He made the fumble when we were down 19-17. to 17. I think it was Tyson Campbell who recovered. We got the field goal to go up. I mean, that game doesn't happen without that kind of play. But you've also got the players on defense who who suffered and 
and didn't play well. I think it was left cornerback, once again, who blew the big pass to Deshaun Jackson, who I just forgot was even still in the NFL. You guys got torched by Deshaun Jackson. But it was 2012. It happens uh, once every year. That's that's the rule. You guys just got unlucky and it rolled on you. But he he does do that once a year now. That's the only time you ever see him is just one deep pass. I, I do like Deshaun Jackson. I don't hate him either. Um, he'll yeah, I mean, he's be fun to watch. He's for his play where he uh, spiked the ball at the one-yard line. But <laughs> that's what I'll remember oh, him for. Oh, gosh, yeah. But, yeah, I'm a... I'm very thrilled with the way that game ended. That was just beautiful to watch. Best game perhaps I've ever seen as a fan of the NFL. So I feel good right now, and uh, we're going to talk more about it later. But I think there's an actual chance for the Jaguars to do something very, very special the rest of this year. Not saying it's going to happen, but there's a chance. And that's all we ask for as fans in December. So... Let's move on to teams that disappointed. So, who's yours for that? Uh, I don't know if my bias will be showing or not with this, but uh, the Bills. The Lions haven't looked good for a few weeks now. They haven't looked that electric. And the Bills barely being them with a field goal on top of, I, I hate to uh, uh, cry ref ball, but some very uh, iffy calls from the ref late in that game to keep the Bills alive and to stop the Lions from any sort of uh, getting any more points. And the the Bills just barely beat the Lions. And that is disappointing, especially if you're a Bills fan. I mean, you're happy you got the win. You're still in the, the shot of retaking the first seed. But... It is gross. This Bills team looks gross recently. They don't look... They look like the the years when Josh Allen was first starting there. Year one, two. They look like that Bills team now. To where they barely beat teams they should destroy. And I know the Chiefs have an issue with finishing off teams too. But the Bills... The Chiefs... If the Chiefs had only won by three points against the Lions... I would be worried right now. And I think Bills fans should be worried about the Bills. I think the the main, um, probably the biggest moment of that game that I took away was Josh Allen and I think it was Stefan Diggs hugging each other on the sideline as if they just like escaped a natural disaster that they wiped do out that their every house. Every week, every week, that team. Uh, Too emotional. I've got myself from just being biased here. Because I'm not a huge fan of the Bills. I like Josh Allen a lot. But the way that that team acts is just doesn't look like a champion. That te- They were crying on the sideline because they barely beat the Lions. I get being excited. I would have wanted Mahomes to look excited. But they look like every week that they barely win, they look like they just won the Super Bowl. And every week that they lose, they look like they just lost the Super Bowl. And I think that team is just not set up for winning. It's very similar to like what we were talking about with the Broncos and Chargers, where these are teams that were crowned Super Bowl champions before the year. They thought they already won it, and they aren't disciplined enough to just win every game they should and to make their way into the playoffs with like a division championship or a first seed. I mean, every single one of those teams isn't leading their division. The Dolphins 
are your are like second in the AFC right now. They're your biggest threat. It's not even the Buffalo Bills. And who would have thought that? Because the Bills can't finish. They can't put it together. They they're just disappointing this year. And I saw it early this year with the way they were playing. You know, yeah, they're a team could that can it. be beat. And there's no team in the NFL that can't be beat this year. Every single one of them is flawed in a fatal way. In some regard, I think the Chiefs are the least fatally flawed of them all. No, no, they you can still just go in and beat the Chiefs. If you play the right game, you can do it. And with the Bills, it's even easier. The, I mean, I think the Bills bought into the the statement that they are already in the Super Bowl. They're already they already beat the Chiefs. They were already in the Super Bowl this year. I think they bought into that more than anyone else. They look like they're supposed to win every game. They look like whenever they have a close game, like it wasn't supposed to happen. And I, that team, ah, uh, I I don't know. I don't know. They don't look like a team that's going to have a lot of success in the postseason. Maybe one win, but they're too emotional and they're untrustworthy. Yep. They're either going to go into the postseason and get knocked out by some random team who wants it more, who's more disciplined, who's battle-tested, and the only other option they really have is to get their crap together and go win it all. I could see that too, but I'm not counting on it now. And as far as my team that disappointed, it's actually my other Super Bowl prediction for this year because Bills was one of the teams I expected to go. The Buccaneers were the other. I thought, oh, they'll come back and you know, pull it off, and I was wrong. Uh, maybe I'm still right, but I highly doubt that. They and they'll make the disappointed. playoffs. They lost to the Browns incredible. with Jacoby Brissett, and now they're five and six, and they had a chance to lose. Uh, I, yeah, I, I thought there was a chance they could lose this game when I said it last week. It seemed like the kind of game that they would blow, and unfortunately Tom Brady cannot just carry that team all the way. They might not even make the playoffs at this point. Oh, gosh. Imagine getting eliminated from the playoffs by, like, the Falcons taking your spot. It might be the Saints. They oh, scored zero oh, points last week. Who is it? I mean, there's no one in that division I can trust. It's simply the fact that they're the only team with a quarterback. And they have the best of all time. And that is barely putting them ahead of everyone else. That's not good. That's I really bad. I still think bad. they'll get in the they're playoffs, but they're just done. That, that team should not be able to advance even one round. They look worse than the Steelers looked last year, and the Chiefs obliterated the Steelers in their first playoff game. The, the Buccaneers are going to be the seventh seed, and they're going to get killed by some just great team. The Vikings or the, or the uh, Eagles, whoever has the second seed, is just going to obliterate them. It's going to be like incredibly funny, and it's going to be uh, expected. I would like to uh, quickly go back to the Bills for a good point. They have looked terrible since they beat the Chiefs. Not terrible. They, okay, they've had games where they look competent, but Again, not a little, great. a little biased now since we're backtracking points to like crap on your rivals. It is a little biased, but at the same time, you we all knew that they were waiting for that game. The whole season, the whole offseason, we all knew that they had that game circled, and I think they might have circled it a couple, a uh, few times too many because they have not looked right since then. They beat the Chiefs, they got their win, and they've looked off since then. Like, they spent way too much time preparing for that game and not enough for the future. Yeah, and that happens with a lot of teams. They just circle those games, and 
They go win them. They feel great. They think they're on a roll and then reality hits them. But the good thing for the Bills is they've got time and they can just fix this. They can reset. They can get together and they could go all the way still. That's the good thing. It's not like the, and of course I'm going to make a reference to the Jaguars. It's all I know. The 2018 Jaguars went and beat the Patriots. They didn't have a chance late in the season to put it back together. They were like, they already had a losing record and the Titans were going off then. The Titans went on a roll that year. We didn't have a chance. And of course, we didn't have a quarterback that we could trust to do it. The Bills have a quarterback still that can be great and they have a good record. They're eight and three. So there's still hope there, but it I don't trust them to win the Super Bowl right now. They've just gotta gotta reset. And that was a fair point you made with the other teams look forward to. The, we'll talk about that later, but the Chiefs also very much looked forward to the Bengals game in the in the exact same way. They just got lucky and played an even worse team than what the Bills played. Yep. <laughs> and on your point the with the Browns and Bucks, it's just the Bucks, they're done. They, I mean, they'll make the playoffs, but they're already done. Everyone knows. And I don't expect. I all for this whole season, I expected Tom Brady to get it together at some point, and I feel like his clock's running out here. Unless he's getting it together in the playoffs, and he just magically turns into Tom Brady from like seven years ago. I don't see uh, the Bucks having any sort of shot this year, and they were disappointing. They should not have lost to that Browns team. That is a Browns team that. Like they look like they don't want to win most weeks, although they play pretty hard for a team that is very much in a losing culture. They actually try to stay in every game. Yeah, they just haven't been able to finish a lot of these. Um, I can't say the Bucks are completely done because they have Tom Brady, but I will say that I think Tom Brady should have retired earlier this year, even midseason when everything was going on with Giselle. Like, that would have been a good excuse. Step away. People would have discounted this year. You know, you go out as a good player, but he just can't quit. And who knows whether that's going to end well or not. But right now, it doesn't look like it's going to end well. So let's go ahead. Uh, That was a really long segment, so we're going to start moving through this. We're going to go on to my obvious big and favorite topic for this show. All things Duval. So I've got some questions. So was this, and I think we both know the answer is, was this the big breakout game for Trevor Lawrence? The one that takes him from, okay, he's going to be like an Alex Smith. He's going to be a solid quarterback to this guy's a star and potentially a superstar down the road. Yeah, obviously, yes. And, and to uh, toot my own horn a little bit here, I did say for this season that Doug Peterson – you guys might have some rough stretches at the beginning of the year, but he'll get Lawrence to where he should be. And I think this was the game where we can say that that's what happened. Trevor Lawrence is now past the Urban Meyer curse. And sorry for using that word. Yeah, you can't do that. But he's he's went past that now. And he is, this was the breakout game. You're, this is the 100%. This was the game. That drive, or that those drives... And the his throws he made and his decision making were just perfect. Yeah, then there were still some mistakes. You know, there was the fumble that could have ended the game. There was uh, actually another fumble that nearly ended the game earlier. But 
the thing is that in the past, that's flustered him. That's ended the game a lot of the time. This game, he didn't care. He got the ball back on like, what was it? Third and 21. And he converts on fourth down. Well, he's being charged by two defenders. Like he still came back from that. The bomb down the field to Zay Jones. They didn't even, they didn't have timeouts. They ran up there and they threw right to the right corner of the end zone for a touchdown. Oh, yeah. One of the craziest catches of the year. And I just for fighting. that, just for that, I'm like on board to just bring back Marvin Jones next year. I don't want to pay him a ton of money, but even if he's a depth receiver, that dude will bail us out in the end zone. He has been known for that. He has consistently proven it. That guy needs a shout out because he is one of the most impressive across the NFL when it comes to the contested catch. Amazing what he's done. But yeah, I I was absolutely impressed. I was just mind blown that we won that game. And it really changes the perspective on this season because it's not just, okay, let's try to kind of get some chemistry, get a little bit better of a record. And, you know, 2023, we'll try to make the playoffs. Now it's we're four and seven. The Titans just lost. They go into Philadelphia. We head into Detroit. We can gain a game on them and go into the Nashville game with a chance to go like get within one. I don't think we're gonna win the division. I'm I'm not saying that, but this team is alive. It is not over. And as a Jaguars fan, enjoy this because we are getting something we haven't had for a long time. Playoff hope. Hope for the future. Things actually going right. Not all speculation, but seeing it in front of our eyes. And that is something that we cannot take for granted because we know how important that is and how valuable that is. Jaguars fans deserve to be excited right now. They have suffered for a long time. And barring their one year where they went to the championship round and frankly got... uh, Bull crapped out of it by Tom Brady. Barring that year, you guys haven't had a year to really be excited forever. For bar, you could argue decades. It is a decades. year to be this excited? It is and decades. Yeah, it is. You, they deserve to be excited, and it is not out of the realm for the playoffs. There is a lot of games left. It is not like this is week fifteen. This this was week twelve. You guys have plenty of time to come back. It is not done yet. And if if this team, if that week inspires this team to go on a run, they can do it. Yeah, and our best version of this team is the best team in the division. I really believe that. And we have at least tied for the best coach in the division. Maybe right under, maybe right over. I mean, I can't uh, say enough about how great of a coach Mike Vrabel is. The fact that he can take his roster every year, regardless of who's on it, and make it a playoff team, even a number one seed, like, That's impressive. Not enough is said about Mike Rabel. But this team right now has a chance to be special. It has a chance to turn this around. And as long as they've got a chance, I'm going to be happy. I'm going to enjoy it. Anyone remember the 1996 Jaguars? They started out slow. They looked like they were going to have another losing season. What'd they do? They went on a run and they made the AFC Championship. I don't think we're going to make the AFC championship. I've got a constantly um, blanket statement, this stuff, because I don't want that to be taken that way. But we have the chance 
to go make the playoffs a year earlier than scheduled. This team is good enough right now to get in the playoffs. And what I feel is that in the future, I want to be working from a higher floor. I don't want to go lose a bunch of games. I don't want to try to get a good draft pick. I want to make the playoffs and build off that. And I'm sure everyone agrees with that. Because who are we going to get in the draft at like number six if we tank? That's going to fix everything. No one. You know, part of this is establishing a winning culture. And I think we're right on the cusp of where we're going to turn this around. We're going to start getting wins. And Jacksonville is very confusing in the sense that the team started out with a winning culture. They had two AFC championship appearances in the first five years of the franchise. This was a team that was supposed to compete long-term, supposed to be one of the better teams in the NFL, and it flipped. You know, they, they haven't been successful since then. And so now we're really at a crossroads where are we going to continue to be the same old Jaguars or are we going to be a new version of that? And I think we're trending towards the latter option. They this year, the I don't know. That game was I'm still in shock from that game. Just I mean, in terms of your future, it looks great. And I think a playoff run, and I hate to be the Debbie Downey here, but even if you made the playoffs, the likelihood of getting to the Super Bowl and winning that would be incredibly low. I agree. But just getting the playoffs would be a huge boost for this team. Even even if you lost the first week, getting the playoffs from where you started this year and from how it went, especially in the middle of the season, the losses, it would inspire this team to be great next year. I mean, it helped the commanders whenever they made the playoffs with Taylor Heineke. They looked better because of that. And that was a team that was never going to win the Super Bowl that year. But so it shows, though, that just making the playoffs could be a huge boost to a team. And if you guys made the playoffs this year and even just lost right away, Next year, you guys would be ready to make a run for it all. And that would be huge. Yeah, and I think as long as we have this Trevor Lawrence at quarterback, that can't be out of the question. I just think it's still very low likelihood. And obviously, we've got to go win some big games. I think the next two weeks are pretty much going to tell us what our fate's going to be. Because if we go lose just even one of these games, we're pretty much done. But if we sweep the next two games, if we beat the Lions... And we go and beat um, Nash. Sorry, if we go beat the Titans after that, and say the Titans lose to the Eagles, one game out with the tiebreaker in the span of two weeks, we are not that far out of this. So I, I think there's hope. Can you guess what the the playoff predictions have you at right now? Chance to make it? Six mm, percent. Dang. Okay. Yeah, we've got to figure out whether this is going to be the team that got on an emotional high early this year when they were 2-1 and one, or even 2-2, two and two, overlooked opponents thinking that they were worse. They were teams that were rebuilding, and Jacksonville was just 
you know, great all of a sudden, or is this a team that's going to take the Lions seriously? Understand the Lions are a really good team that's very similar to Jacksonville, just doesn't have the quarterback. What's going to happen? And that's really the question that's going to be answered next Sunday. You don't so, think Jared Goff's the future of the Lions? I think he's an average starting quarterback that could go to the playoffs. But if they're wanting to win a Super Bowl and not just make the no, playoffs, they a, yeah. They need someone else. Yeah, it, it really raises questions. We won't go into this, but like what kind of rebuilding is better? You know, the one where you tank and you have to reestablish the culture of winning, but you have a great prospect at quarterback or the one where you're just kind of bad and you still keep around that tradition of trying to win games, but you're maybe not in a place to draft. You know, it really raises that question because you see the two different blueprints right now, and it's going to be a battle of those on Sunday. What you're saying is the the Jaguar strategy of getting the first seed twice in a row is actually the correct strategy? It is the riskier strategy. It's not <laughs> it right. Like I, it I don't think any of so these far. are right. You know, ideally you just trade for the guy that you think is the franchise and you get it right. You know, and you still win games and you just give up some first rounders. You guys that. tanked on the right year. You got the greatest draft prospect since at least Andrew Luck. Yeah. And probably honestly, better. that can be, he can compete. I mean, in one or two years, he could be the second best quarterback in the NFL. I think we're in a, yeah, we're in a place where we could start having conversations in the future about, oh, who's better, you know, because they have it with Josh Allen and Patrick Mahomes. I still think Mahomes is better. He's got the bigger uh, resume. He's won a Super Bowl. But I think there will be conversations around that in the future, and that's going to be fun. Um, Definitely conversations I'm going to lose for a while, at least. There definitely won't be any any arguments with that. Yeah, there's going to be some defensiveness in the future. But uh, we'll just kick you off the show then. So, (laughs) Uh, All right, moving on to the second question. Um, Is Trevor Lawrence going to be the only successful quarterback from the 2021 draft class? Oh, gosh. I mean, technically, Mac Jones has been successful. Will he come back to the way he played his first year? No clue. It depends on if Bill Belichick actually gets an offensive-minded coach or an offensive, uh, a good offensive coordinator, and he like tries to actually teach him. But Mac Jones isn't out of the conversation yet. Uh, Trey Lance just still has no, <laughs> no uh, film. There's nothing to see. You can't judge him yet. He might be. He has a lot of upside. I think he has the most upside of all the other quarterbacks, aside from maybe Justin Fields. And Justin Fields, I guess, is the is the oh I forgot I forgot about Zach Wilson, but uh, I mean it's that's fair fair point. He's he's already done. But Justin Fields, I guess, right now is the closest one aside from Lawrence to being successful, and he still has to he still has a long way to develop. But he's at least shown progress. He's shown the most progress out of the other quarterbacks. Yeah, there's actually hope around Justin Fields. So I don't think he'll be the only successful quarterback. I think he'll be the only one who steps up to the next level. He'll be the only one that gets out of that kind of middle of the NFL pack. Everyone else will still be there. Yeah, I could agree with him pretty much being the only one that like elevates his franchise out of the pits of despair, as I like to say. <laughs> but I think it's going to be the two guys it was, 
you know, months before the draft. I think it's going to be Trevor Lawrence and Justin Fields. And I don't think they're going to be very comparable. I mean, I already see Bears fans on like Twitter and Facebook saying like, oh, how can you possibly consider that Trevor Lawrence is better than Justin Fields? Didn't you see him rush at, like for uh, 200 yards? Fields and the Bears. I, I like <laughs> Justin Fields. I like <laughs> the Bears. I like some fans, but I'm a little bothered by You're that. So aggressive. There's the, so I mean, much, I get it. So much hatred why. towards Trevor Lawrence for no reason. We went from like, oh, this guy is gonna be the greatest quarterback to ever exist to huh, how could you possibly consider he could potentially be a long-term starter in the NFL? Are you crazy? <laughs> It's, it's completely flipped because people hate the Jaguars. I mean, we see that like constantly. Oh, yeah. You go anywhere on social media. I don't know why. I don't know who they hurt, but people hate people, them. Yeah, they act like the Jaguars blew up their house and stole all their belongings and like sold their children away. They legit act like the Jaguars are the most evil thing that's ever existed. And meanwhile, the Jaguars are just sitting there losing every year. Like, we don't deserve this. Why are you attacking yeah. us? Stop it. Yeah, and we actually have, like, great people in our organization. You know, we didn't last year because of one really bad egg, but he's gone. I'm not going to mention Voldemort, but I think Justin Fields will be the other one. And the problem with him still is that, yes, the extra traits are great. This dude could be, like, the best rushing quarterback in the history of the NFL, but when's he going to throw for 300 yards? When's he going to hit 250 in a game? He has like a few games over 200 yards right now. That's my concern. Like maybe he just transitions to running back. You know, I, obviously not. But I, that's my concern. And they've got to surround him with weaponry. And like we mentioned the last week, you know, are they going to get out of the everything's defense mentality? and focus towards an offensive sort of look for the Bears? I don't think so. They're not showing any progress that front. If actually, they moved backwards after this last week. They're stuck in like 1985. I mean, they, they, got, they got crushed by – I mean, I was, was going to say like a bad thing, but everyone would get defeated by Mike White, the hero. Yeah, he's hard to beat. But I, I guess I have to look at how you look at Fields and the Bears, about how I look at the Bills. I love Bills fans overall, but there are bad apples – who would just go on every Chiefs post ever, especially in the offseason where they crowned the Bills the Super Bowl champions. They'd go on every Chiefs post, every Mahomes post, and just put Allen better, Mahomo, Mahomes Chiefs suck. Get out of here, you stupid Chiefs fans. And it's just, they they made that team look bad. And that's not fair. The Bills fans have done so many great things, and they're always out there for their team. But I have to look at it similar to how you looked at Fields and the Bears. And they were just coming after Mahomes for no reason. It's not like Mahomes was actively saying they hates Allen, that he's he's the champion. So, yeah, I, just, I have to look at how you look at Fields and the Bears, similar to how I look at Allen and the Bills, where I don't hate the Bills. I don't hate Allen. I really like watching Allen. But right now, he isn't better than Mahomes. And it's almost silly to make that argument. Yeah, I, I think you're right on that. I, I do I do genuinely like Bears fans. I'm friends with the one. Um, poor guy. Yeah, I hope that Justin Fields is the guy for them. I mean, poor me, too, to be fair. <laughs> that's, that's a I, fair point. Um, might be getting better now, but yeah. Um, At least you'd have a double We point. send our condolences to each other. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> 
Although, wait, wait, what was worse, the double doink or the uh, Miles Jack? Uh, was Miles down? Jack, yeah. Miles Jack wasn't down. Okay. Might have it beat. That's a little a more important point. of a game. You guys were actually were yeah, the momentum there. The Bears had no momentum. Yeah. So I I hope things work out. I think he's going to be the one quarterback who stays around for a long time. Mac Jones, I just think Bill, Bill sorry Belichick is just going to move on from him at some point. He's already benched him. Like, how often do you see rookies get pulled out of a game at that was quarterback they, they and then come back and be great? Like, never. I mean, I don't trust him He's gotta go to as a long-term team. option. He's not going to be the guy long-term. They're going to go with someone else or Belichick's going to retire at some point. You know, that's just kind of the way that's going to go. Trey Lance, oh my God, what a disaster. I mean, yes, there's no film on the guy at this point. But look at the draft picks they trade for they, yeah, what and is... what they've turned into. Jalen Waddle, Tyreek Hill, and Bradley Chubb. Yeah, who won <laughs> that trade? I think this weekend might be like a good revenge game for the 49ers to, you know, get back at all the pain that's been caused yeah, to them They play from the Dolphins. That. They play the Dolphins. Oh, yeah. man. So that'll actually game. be kind of fun. That'll be a Let close game, I'm one. sure. Yeah, but that looks like a disaster. Zach Wilson, Davis Mills, are they going to be long-term answers? No, one's already dead. The other one's already, you know, watching his team tank. It's like Gardner Minshew all over again. It really is. I want to come back in, coach. He really did do similar productivity to Gardner Minshew. He wasn't terrible for the Texans, but they want to lose. And I think Mills kind of wanted to win a little bit too much. And they had to remove that. Like, we can't have that here. We don't do that. Yeah, he's still starting, I'm pretty sure. They benched Minshew like that whole year, pretty much. Yeah, that was rough. I, that was I have to, to admit, I was mad at the Jaguars that whole season. Yeah, I get it. It's, I get it's worked out. It but, worked yeah. out, but that was wrong. That I think it's wrong tanking. that other teams haven't picked up Minshew as an actual starter still, too. Maybe it's too far gone now, but if they had grabbed him right after that year and actually started him, there would have been a team somewhere who could still be winning. Like if the Texans had gotten him. They oh, would yeah, be would trade right him interdivision for two rivalry games. I, I forget that the Texans still own you guys. That is they do. so yeah. weird. There's been so many bad years from them, and you guys haven't even gotten one win. It's because we've been bad all those years, and then this year we overlooked them. And the last time we beat them was right before I was a fan. Wow. And that was Deshaun Watson starting his first NFL game. Oh, God. So That's a good it's game. been a while. Well, yeah, whatever so happened to him. <laughs> uh, he's coming back this week. We'll talk oh, about boy. it. Oh, boy. So um, we already kind of talked about Jacksonville and the 2022 playoffs having a chance. Um, just to kind of clarify that one last time, pretty much what needs to happen, they need to gain a game on the Titans outside of the two matchups. They'll have four games to do that. So they need the Titans to lose one more than them outside of their two games against each other. And then Jacksonville needs to beat them in Nashville and beat them in Jacksonville. Tall, tall task. But there's an actual route to doing this. And if we didn't have two games left against them at the end of the year, thank you, NFL. You finally did something right with our schedule. We'd be dead. You know, I say that because we're facing a team off of a long 
bye week, basically, for like the third time this year already. The Lions played on Thursday. They've had all this time to prepare. It's kind yeah, of frustrating. It's frustrating to, to have seven games. I like to imagine they sit there making the schedule. And the only thing they count for, the, fir- the first thing they talk about is making sure the Jaguars have the hardest path possible. Yeah, the it's ridiculous. Like you would think they would do that to like, I don't know the chiefs, you know, and they no. tried, but they did, they did try out, it. So chiefs yeah. play some hard games. Well, <laughs> let's, let's go ahead and move on. Um, so that's all we're going to hit on the Jaguars for the moment. Uh, let's swap over the Kansas city chiefs. I know you want to talk about that. So uh, where are some questions you've got around them? And I'll, uh, I'll keep it short because we have been going off on the, on the Jaguars game this week. We've been a little over an hour this <laughs> yeah. week. Uh, just a bit. So I'll, I'll, uh, Lots of editing. I'll keep it uh, brief. But my first question that I would have is, uh, should fans be worried about the Chiefs struggling against bad teams? They've, they've done this multiple, I mean, not even multiple times this year. Pretty much every game this year that they were supposed to win by more than one score, they've the other team's been in it for most of the game. So do you think that that should be a, a real issue for Chiefs fans? To worry about it only has one bad impact on you guys and that's seeding because you guys could blow a game to a stupid team and lose out on first seed if the dolphins or the bills get it together or heck even the titans i mean they oh gosh. very well could just win out that'd be hilarious watching games, them even with a hard schedule. first seed again <laughs> that'd be painful what a that's a failure of a franchise no offense to the zero Titans fans that'll watch this. Yeah, but there'll but be one someday. Imagine getting that like great seedings every year in the playoffs and just dying. Yeah. So how do you feel about it? I, I am worried. I think that watching them still try at the very end of those games and put them away makes me think that they'll. I don't think they'll do what they did to the Colts again. I think they'll win against the bad teams, and I think they might still struggle against some of them. But I don't think it's a disaster. I think once they get to the playoffs, they'll do what Andy Reid and Chiefs always do, and they'll play. They t- they'll take it seriously. Then, do I think that that's a great strategy? No, because potentially losing one of those teams would be disastrous for the Chiefs. There's only one team, maybe two if you count the Seahawks, that the Chiefs could actually lose to the rest of this year, where people would be like, okay, yeah, that could have happened. That was a possibility that that was realistic. It's the Bengals and the and the Seahawks, but those other games, if the Chiefs lose those, that's that's not going to bode well. I would be that's when I'd get worried. If we lose one of the Broncos, I'm going to be worried. Or the Texans, I forget we play them. It's nice that we have two bye weeks this year. You're going to beat the Texans. Just don't even worry about that game. Yeah, they're they're trying to if, lose. If the Texans, it's not like you, the Broncos. The Broncos at least have some desire to beat us. <laughs> see, here's the thing for the Texans. I think they play you before we play them. So you know they're going to be looking forward to the Jacksonville game. <laughs> they're, they're that's their win two wins have, a yeah. year. Yeah. yeah, that's like the Texans come in every year and they're like, all right, circle these two games. That's when we're showing up. You know, so I think they'll be focused on that instead of uh, instead of trying to beat you guys. So, but uh, so yeah, I am worried, and I think it's a fair thing to worry about. But I'm not insanely worried. I don't think it's. I hope it won't be the Chiefs' downfall. It's not impossible that won't hurt them later. But I think they'll be fine for now. 
my second question would be, uh, what team could the Chiefs lose to in order to lose the first seed? Which one of those is the most likely? And I kind of talked about it. I think it's the Bengals. I think that that's obviously the clear choice for that because the Bengals have had a formula for beating the Chiefs. But what team do you think would be the most likely to, to knock them out of the first seed? Well, Bengals would be my choice too, but there's two other teams I look at that could beat you, and that's the Seahawks. Thankfully, you have home field advantage for that because that could actually be a really hard game if you were going out to the so West Coast the, in their stadium. The loudest they, stadium actually is. Yeah, that that's where you're lucky because there's such a swing in home field advantage in that game. Uh, the other one that would be hard potentially is the Raiders on the road, just because the Raiders have kind of got you guys once in a while. I don't think you'll lose that game, but By that you a mean once in a in a while. Yeah, but yeah, that's what. Yeah, I mean. I'll, I'll give you credit there. The Raiders play hard, just like the Chargers play hard. I mean, last year obviously they didn't, but that was still the Chiefs were still getting revenge for the lap around the stadium the year before. What more? What what a stupid decision. Let's insult the team that's owned us for multiple years. I'm sure that won't come back to bite us. Yeah, you know, Las Vegas. Yeah, I don't like the Raiders. <laughs> and I don't think they like uh, the Chiefs either. Like, uh, there's no love between those teams at all. I can talk to Broncos and Chargers fans, but the Raiders, no, I I can't do it, and they can't do it also. And and Raiders fans and Chiefs fans just accept that, and we're never going to be nice to each other. It's the it's the rivalry. But the the Raiders, they can do it. I will never, I will not say that they can't win that. The Chiefs should win that. But in Vegas, the Raiders, they'll probably be having nothing to lose at that point. That's a game that they could pull off. So, yeah, yeah, I I agree with you. I don't think it's going to be super likely, but that's probably the third most likely one the Chiefs could lose. Maybe second over the Seahawks, actually. Yeah, I think you guys will hold on to the first seed because when you look at the other teams that are challenging you right now, being the Dolphins and the Bills, there's... Harder games for them. The Dolphins, this three-game stretch, all on the road the next three weeks. They play the 49ers, the Chargers, and the Bills. And one of those teams is probably going to beat them, realistically. Yeah, they're at least going to lose one of those. And then the Bills have a ton of divisional games, which, um, yeah, tell me their divisional record this year, 0-2. So... They're probably going to lose one of those. And then they play the Bengals as well. So you guys legitimately should just win it. There should not be any struggle to win first seed. In Even with Because your mistakes. schedule is stupid easy compared to everyone else that's got a shot at you. And they have like almost have breathing room to where if they did lose, the other team's schedules are so hard that they have an even more likely chance of also losing and the Chiefs just get the seed back. Yeah, you could legit lose like two of these games and just hold on to it. Problem is that I believe both teams have tiebreaker on you. Because I, I tested it out with the Dolphins. If they catch up, they take first seed. And the Bills obviously beat you earlier no, this the year. Chiefs so that's your issue. The one game lead. They have you to can't lose things. more games than them. That's the only thing required. And the Chiefs by far have the best shot at it right now with the easiest schedule in the NFL or something like that. Yeah, which is crazy. But you got anything else on the Chiefs? Nope. I think that wraps it up. Alrighty. Well, let's go ahead. Let's talk about this week to come. Um, 
we've got two very big games for both of our teams. Um, arguably against new rivals, uh, just in very different regards, because the Jacksonville Jaguars will head up into Detroit and face their former tank rivals, the Detroit Lions. Well, on the other side of this, you got not the two worst teams in the NFL last year, but two of the best, where the Chiefs will head up into the state of Ohio and take on the Cincinnati Bengals. So that's an Ohio. That's going to be cursed. I forgot they they're in Ohio. There's a, there's a couple teams up there. That's awful. It's poor teams. Yeah. Um, these (laughs) games, I think this is a harder week to have confidence in for both of us, honestly, because you know, um, talking first about the lions and Jaguars, the lions match up pretty well and you know, they're going to be prepared for this game. They're going to have home field advantage. There's a lot of things that kind of lean their way. This is going to be a huge challenge. But um, one interesting thing to look at, while the Lions offense is eighth in scoring per game, their defense has allowed the most total yards in the entire NFL as of Sunday. That might have changed, but I'm pretty sure they're still the highest. So you know this is going to be a crazy high-scoring game. If you got fantasy players, start them this week. Yeah, Zay Jones have to is going to be it. starting. Yeah, Zay Jones, uh, well, yeah, he doesn't update his roster anyway, so he'll be in no matter what. <laughs> I'll go pick up uh, uh, Hasty. That's going to be my, my acquisition. Yeah, I, I wouldn't do that if I was you. Um, Wait, no. They've got Daryl Henderson, too. ET, well, Etienne yeah. is, should be playing. But um, he but might have Daryl Henderson in workload. Yeah, I don't know. I thought Hasty showed some talent. Okay, you. Yeah, he's, you keep talking. He's I'm useful, gonna go pick him but... up real quick. You can. <laughs> yeah. Okay. You're welcome to do that. I'm rooting for him to have a great game. But uh, yeah, I still think Etienne's the main guy there. Um, an important part of this is the Lions' offensive line. Very good group of players there and they're going to have the ability to run the ball. Well, Jacksonville struggled against the run recently. Doesn't mean I don't think they can be a great run stuffing team, but they have not had success recently. Um, Fadakasi has been out a lot of the games this year. I also would expect them to have a lot of time to throw. I once again, I don't expect any sacks by the Jaguars. As hard as that is to say, I don't think we're going to get home. I don't think the pass rush is fixed. I don't think it's getting much, much better. There's the pressures that are forcing incompletions, but I don't think they're going to get a sack. Um, Amon Ross St. Brown's probably going to have a big game, and DJ Chark, much like Josh Oliver this last week, former Jaguar, probably going to have a big game too. Um, Before last night, I would have said that I'd expect the Lions to win a really close game. Because I feel like the Jaguars could overlook this. I feel like the Lions could want this game more. But I watched a Lawrence interview from Monday on the Dan Patrick show. And there's just something about the way he's talking right now. The way he talks about the team. It seems like they've grown up. And I trust them more than I have before to come into these kinds of games and get the job done. I don't think it's going to end yet. I think the season is very much still alive. And I think that Jacksonville is going to win a really close game against the Lions. I think it's going to be another big Lawrence game, probably over 300 again with the way the passing defense is for Detroit. I think he's going to go off. 
Um, ETN, I think he'll get back in the game, but there will be a lot of uh, different running backs involved. Henderson, uh, Hasty, he'll have a solid game. They'll get stuff on the ground, but this is going to be a throwing game. As uh, Doug Peterson's been saying, you throw to score points and you run to win. And they're going to be throwing to score points a lot of this game. Um, so I think it's going to be going to be very close, but I trust the Jaguars to win this game. I think they're going to get it done. I think this is going to set up a huge divisional game the next week. Is, uh, are there, is there any news on uh, Kirk's injury? Christian Kirk does not have a long-term injury. He went okay. back into the game right after. Uh, he talked after. It was all fine. Okay. So with that, I mean, even with that, I think you guys are going to lean into Zay Jones, and I think you should. You need to build off of that. Let, let him lead you guys again because the way he performed last week was starting wide receiver caliber. He's a former I know first the Ravens. Rounder. I know the Ravens secondary is not top half of the league. They're not great, but he, I mean, some of the catches he made and he had a couple drops, I think, or at least one drop, but the catches he made were really good. So I think you guys will lean into Jones. And I think you should lean into Jones. It's the right move. And it'll, of course it'll be a high scoring game. I agree with that. And I think, realistically your guys's offense is just better than their offense i think you should win and i think you guys deserve to be above them in the rankings you should be uh more likely to win than them but i i get it. it's, it's at home and i did have some stats for the lions at home they are really good at home i mean this this season i mean they're two and four so the record doesn't say it but here's the here's the yards they have gotten. It's 386, 425, 520, 393, 254, and 326. They have played really well at home. And I mean their touchdowns are five touchdowns, four touchdowns, six touchdowns, three touchdowns, two touchdowns, three. They are pretty dang good at home. Yeah, but I, I think I agree. your guys' offense is still better. So I think it's going to be in the 30s for both teams at least. It's going to be like 37-33, and I think the Jaguars win. Yeah, I think this game's going to be a ton of scoring, and Detroit's going to have the crowd in it. They're going to have home field advantage. You know fans are going to show up for that game. It's going to be circled. You know, Aiden Hutchinson circled the game because he wants his revenge. And Trayvon Walker might as well because, man, people have wrote him off. All right, talking about him like he was a bust as soon as he was drafted. You know, they, I, I they were him very quick. Yeah, they were very chasm. quick to put Hutchinson above him instantly. Oh, yeah. I mean, just no matter what happened. So I think both players are going to have it circled. I don't think Walker's going to get a sack still. I could see it, but I just can't predict this to get a sack right now. I think the game's going to be really close. I think there's still a very high chance that the Lions win, but I think that Trevor Lawrence gets it done. I think we see a big, big game from him. Yeah, if you put I your faith in do. the quarterback. I Here's my crazy prediction. You've been asking for one of these games. I see a four-touchdown game. Yeah. The way I, that, I mean, the way that you guys have to win is going to be through the air. You guys just had a wide receiver have like a breakout game. I think you guys will there'll be a four touchdown game and we'll be talking about that 
later on. Yeah, I agree. I think I think he'll get around four touchdowns. Might be one on the ground, but he'll have a lot of a lot of passing yards. I don't think he'll throw an interception. I think it'll be a clean game. He might fumble again. If he's, That's a he's, problem. He's, he's kind of got some butterfingers with the fumbling. Yeah, that, not, that not is Matt Ryan issue. butterfingers, but still butterfingers. <laughs> yeah, but, not what, what not, they, worse. not Josh Allen butterfingers. Yeah, I still think Matt Ryan's got beat. It's like something insane in Indianapolis. I think it's 27 fumbles on the year as of now and uh, 12 games. Yeah, he shouldn't, barring a tipped pass, he shouldn't have an interception. Yeah, there will be mistakes, but I think you see a big game there. Let's go ahead. Let's uh, move on to the Chiefs and Bengals. So how are you feeling about that? Gosh, I... I've I've had this game circled. I mean, I'm obviously not on the coaching staff of the Chiefs, but I've been waiting for this game this whole year. And I think looking at how the Chiefs have played against the Rams, or looking at how they played against the Rams, I think you could tell, everyone could tell, they were playing for this game. No team ever admits that, that they're looking ahead, but we all know. The Chiefs have wanted revenge really bad against the Bengals. The Bengals beat them twice last year. They not only ruined Chiefs' playoff seeding chances, they kicked them out of the playoffs in the championship. And this, I and I, this game is is scary, especially since you know Jamar Chase is probably going to play. He'll be perfectly healthy right in time for the Chiefs. That's shocking. That I don't feel. I feel like that happens every week where the other team star players magically healthy again to play the Chiefs. It's almost like they're saving those players for that game. Call me crazy. But if Jamar Chase is playing and he actually is healthy, this game is going to be brutal. The Chiefs secondary, while it has improved, is still not good enough to stop Jamar Chase and T. Higgins. I I do think the Chiefs are going to win. I hope so. I think the Chiefs Okay, no, not 100%. Oh, my. Oh, my gosh. I 70% think the Chiefs are going to win because the Bengals are worse than last year. They've looked better recently these last few weeks, but they are worse. Uh, that running game is kind of scary. I Either one, uh, Perrine or however they pronounced it, and Mixon, they, are, uh, they look good. And, I mean, the Chiefs' run defense has been good, too. But I think that's going to force the Bengals to pass, and I don't like when the Chiefs force other teams to pass, especially ones with weapons like Jamar Chase. But here is a thing that I do like. Look at their O-line. Look at the Bengals. Oh, gosh. They're going to die. I remember when the Bengals were going to have the fourth-best O-line in the offseason. Everyone ranked them in the top five with no experience, no testing. This went straight from like worst in the league to top five with like a few moves. And it's like really, huh? That's uh, that seems wrong. And of course, that was totally wrong. They were not top five. I think Chris Jones and Frank Clark and George Karloftis, Furious George. I think this uh, Carlos Dunlap. That guy's been great. He'll. Have, I think he could have a big game. Oh, I love that move so much. That's such a good pickup. The Chiefs do that every year where they grab one player, one like veteran uh, defensive lineman, and it works out every time. They had Terrell Suggs, they had uh, Ingram, and now they have Dunlap. And then they've all three been great for the Chiefs. But I think that's what determines the game is the Chiefs' defensive line. 
if if that Bengals O line just completely collapses, I don't think Burrow is going to have enough time to get the ball deep. And if he doesn't have enough time to get the ball deep, it means he's going to be checking down to his running backs. And our middle linebackers, Willie Gay and and Nick Bolton, or the Chiefs middle linebackers, they're uh they're really good at stopping those kinds of plays. So that's why I'd say I'm 70% sure the Chiefs would win. I'd predict like a 30-23 Chiefs win. Maybe higher scoring because it is going to be a error. It'll probably be a passing game similar to the Jaguars about the Lions. But not as extreme, of course. But yeah, that game, it does worry me. But I think the Chiefs, this should be a statement win. I think they've been preparing for this game for a while now. Gotcha. I so I don't agree that it's going to be a statement win unless Jamar Chase is out. If Jamar Chase is out, you could just dominate them. But I don't think this is a blowout game. I don't think this is. Um, oh, yeah, I didn't mean it'd be a, be a blowout because because state that's the way I look at statement win. I was looking at like the Chiefs maintain a lead for most of the game kind of statement. Not I don't even know not about that. defeat them. They like the they like the play. Um, and have fun in these games. So I, I <laughs> think like they will the win. Attack. Yeah, they got to do that at least. Um, I think they're going to win. I think it's going to be a somewhat convincing win if Jamar Chase is out. But if Jamar Chase is in, this game is a toss-up in my book. I will choose the Chiefs, though. I think that Mahomes is going to have an opportunity at the very end to go win it whether it's a field goal or a touchdown, whatever they need, I think he's going to pull it off with very little time left and the Chiefs are going to get their revenge game. I think that, yeah, the I do. And I don't think the I know the Chiefs play every team. They let them all stay in the game. But I think if there was a chance for the Chiefs to actually like win a two-score game or win a game like convincingly, I think they've been preparing for this for a long time, and I think they might have a game plan ready, especially with, I mean, the game plan is going to involve blitzing Joe Burrow. I've got a feeling, although you might not have to blitz him at all. The front four. Yeah, I would just get your pressure with your front four. That's the best thing you can do. You got more guys to defend. You need to defend his receivers. You can't leave them open. He's going to be yeah. able to get rid of it quick. That's exactly what he did all year last year. Because he has gotten pretty good at that, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I think if they blitz, that's a death sentence. Yeah, but no, that that's right. They they need to stick to the front four. Dunlap, uh, Furious George, Clark, and Chris Jones. That sounds like a pretty good matchup. But that I think that... I mean, well, I'll probably talk about that later, but I think that is the way the Chiefs are gonna would win this game, would be the defensive line. Yeah, I can see that. Now, the Bengals, as far as defense, they're middle to upper pack uh, in terms of defensive yards allowed and turnovers. So I don't think Mahomes is going to struggle that much. There are playmakers. They've got Trey Hendrickson and Jesse Bates, for example. Now, Eli Apple, I can't throw on that list, of course. That's a crisp apple right there. But I think I think it's going to be a good game. I think it's going to be close. I think it could swing either way because I think they're going to have Jamar Chase in that game. I think it's really hard to imagine them sitting Jamar Chase for a rematch against the Chiefs. So that's that's my final thoughts on that. Yep, I think uh, I don't think I have anything else to add either. Just Chiefs just need to. Uh, I hope I hope that they've been they played crap against the Rams 
because of the fact that they were looking to this game. I'm kind of hoping that, that was the case now. I think that's all I have to say on the Chiefs. You have to hope for that. That'll fix all your problems from the last couple of weeks. <laughs> so I think you could be right. Well, let's go ahead. Let's look through these games upcoming for the week and predict the games. So first one we've got, Bills and Patriots. I think Patriots get a revenge game. It's at home. The Bills have looked off. The Patriots actually kind of look like they had a little bit of momentum this last game. They still lost, but it was by a bad call. I don't know if you saw that play or not. The I Hunter Henry fully remember. Hunter Henry went and he went across the goal line, and the ball hit the ground. And it kind of bobbled up when he did, but he was already across the goal line, and he'd already like had the ball before that and established that he had it. And it was—I mean—they called it not a touchdown, and the Patriots lost that game because of that. But I think the Patriots are going to be inspired, and I think they actually will get a really close win. And that might be a little bit of bias, but I can. I, I think at the very least, this is going to be a close game, no matter what. I could see it being close. I do think there is some bias in that, though. I got to choose the Bills. I think they're going to start putting things together and kind of come to some uh, self-examination that maybe they are not the best team in the NFL right now. They got to go prove it. They've lost every divisional game this year. That's two of their three losses. They've got to win this. They can't lose to every single team in the division to start. That's not good. They're, I mean, if they lose this game, they could be another game behind the Dolphins. So this is a must win for them. I don't think the Patriots are for real. I don't think their future is that bright. Um, just because I don't think they got the right quarterback. I don't even think they should have drafted a quarterback that draft unless it was Justin Fields. So... I'm I'm looking at that game and I'm thinking the Bills are going to win it. So let's move on. Next one, uh, Texans and Browns. Big big game. Deshaun oh, Watson return. Gosh. I know he's coming off a great performance against Jacksonville. Had like six yards through the air yeah. and a half. Pretty good. So what do we think here? That's crazy that this game is just lined up like this for his return. That's so weird. Eleven game suspension. What a, I mean, yeah, what a I know they're doing it based <laughs> off of presidents, as they said, but it's just weird. <laughs> it's almost like money might have had a, a factor, but uh, I think I speak for all of America when I say I want the Texans to win. I think they will win. Yeah, I think the Texans just beat the crap out of them in this game. I think I the NFL think this wants is a circled game for win. them. <laughs> this is the third circled game along with the two games against Jacksonville. Yeah. They're going to be in an emotional game. Watson's going to suck again. And Cleveland Browns are going to have a lot of questions. And you consider, too, Cleveland's off a huge win. They might be high emotionally. They just beat Tom Brady. The Texans just got beat the crap out of by the Dolphins. To the point where the Dolphins even try the whole second half. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, so I think that the Texans are going to beat them. The next game is Ravens and Broncos, and I just I think this is a runaway. I I can't trust the Broncos anymore. Do I have to say who I'd pick for this? Do I have to actually? Yeah, you do. <laughs> yeah it's the Ravens. I, I I gave the Broncos one last chance to beat the Panthers, and they completely failed. So they're not getting picked for the rest of the year. Yeah, Lamar Jackson's going to take out his uh, social media rage in this game all on the field, have like six touchdowns, just beat the crap out of them. Russell Wilson will throw like three picks to Marcus Peters, since I'm sure he's mad he got burnt by Zay Jones. So <laughs> this is a uh, 
a uh, get right game for the Ravens. I think. I think yeah, it's it's, it's almost a must win for them at this point too. Look, yeah. look how if they want to stay in the first are. seat conversation. Yeah. And division, yeah, good point there. Yeah, they they almost play for the playoffs. Raiders and Chargers. That's the Chargers are still playing for the playoffs. It's got to be the Chargers. If they have any hope left, they've got to win that. But it's the Chargers. They're going to charge it. Yeah, but the Raiders, the Raiders. The Raiders have raided it this whole year too, though. I don't know. They're not raidering it as of recently. They're doing a little better. <laughs> but the Chargers um, just charged recently, so. Yeah, I think. Yeah, this is a sling game, but I'm going to go with the Raiders. I think they're going to get it done. I think the Chargers are going to do something dumb and go to, what, like 6-6 six and six at this point? Yep. So that's my expectation for that. And then we got a really good game here. Chargers would go to – yeah, 6-6. Six, six, you're right, you're right. Yep. Uh, Vikings and Jets. That's the uh, – oh, Two wow. great quarterbacks. The Vikings have not looked good for a couple weeks. The Jets are on the Mike White high. I think that I think Mike White this year will at least last two weeks. I am going Jets. I'm doing it. Okay, I've got the Vikings. I think that the Vikings are going to pull another really clutch game. I think it's going to come down to the wire. I think Mike White, after playing really well most of the game, is just going to make one mistake, do one thing wrong, and Can't the Vikings you. are going to come away with the win. Yeah, I'm. I'm sorry. The voice of reason sucks. So. <laughs> Falcons and Steelers. Uh, what a great game. I mean... Game of the week? Falcons, because they're technically trying to get into the playoffs. I don't know if the Steelers have as much to play for at this point. I think the Steelers might actually be a slightly better team overall, but I think the Falcons would just have more to play for. And they almost beat the Commanders, who are a solid team. Yeah, I think the I think Falcons could go are going to win this. Yeah, it really could. I think the Falcons are going to win this because they're right there in the division. And they could – I think they're one game back right now. They could gain a game on the Bucks this week. And we'll talk about that at the very end. But I absolutely believe that's possible. So I'm, I'm expecting the Falcons to win. I think Kenny Pickett's going to struggle against the Atlanta corners. A.J. Terrell is a beast over there. That's the one place where Atlanta is super strong. And as long as those players are healthy, I think they're going to have a big game. I think there's going to be a lot of turnovers, a lot of mistakes. I mean, we see what Mariota tries to do when he's a quarterback. DJ White is back. Oh, yeah. I mean, that could force some dumb stuff from the Falcons, but they got Cordero Patterson. Yeah, I think it's up to – if the Steelers win, it's going to be because of TJ White. That man is a beast. I would – give away half the Chiefs team to have him on the Chiefs. That's fair. They can have all the rookies. <laughs> we got, the rookies are doing good, though. I from Trip McDuff. Yeah, I mean, the Chiefs rookies have done really well this year so far. Yeah. All right. Eagles in... Te- or sorry, Eagles and Tennessee. This is in Philadelphia. I want to pick... Oh, man. I... It's going to be a really close game, I think. Yes. And I, I thought Titans before, and I still think Titans can win it. But I am going to go Eagles just because I think they need to prove that they are good. They, this won't, they'll lose a couple more games, but this won't be one of them, I think. Yeah, I do believe the Eagles are for real. I do think they're going to go deep in the playoffs at least. I think they could lose before the Super Bowl. 
but I do believe in the Eagles. I believe in them because of Jalen Hurts. I believe in them because they have A.J. Brown. That's a revenge game, by the way. Um, so you know A.J. Brown's going to go off. So I'm expecting the Eagles to win this game. The home and field advantage is going to be a huge deal. <clears throat> so I've got them in this one. And then we got another really big uh, yeah. potential revenge game, Dolphins and 49ers. So who we got in that one? I'm not three sure. Three o'clock probably game. Th- yeah, probably three. West Coast. The Chiefs play that time too. Dang, I can't. I won't be able to watch it. I'll have to swap back and forth a little bit. But Dolphins and 49ers. Yeah, I think the 49ers stack up about the best of any defense against the Dolphins. I think the way their defense plays, that if there's any defense that can hold that team, it's going to be the 49ers. I'm going 49ers. I think they win a really close game. Even after their embarrassing win against the Saints. Yeah, it's so hard to choose in this one. I think it's going to be an overtime game. I think the Dolphins are just barely going to win. You're not going to choose another tie? I'm not going to choose another tie. No, I can't do that. If you chose for that uh, that Bucks game a tie, that would have been pretty close. Yeah, I, I came close with the Vikings. And, um, yeah, that, I mean, that the was really They played, I already forgot, Patriots. Uh, we've got Cowboys and Colts. Cowboys. No bias for me in this one. Yeah, Colts boys. get destroyed. Sorry. They'll, they'll be within two possessions at the end of the game. Yeah. <laughs> and then we've got uh, Packers and Bears. Really, uh, this Packers. is uh, yeah. No matter I think what the happens, Packers still own them. Yeah, I need. I want to see Jordan Love come out and say that. I want to see Jordan Love run in the end zone and start yelling that at the Bears fans. Yeah, I expect I the Packers to win, but I think if there's a game where the Bears upset the Packers, this is the game. Yeah, I, I can say it, it could happen. happen, but I think with a team like that, just like with the Chiefs and Broncos, you almost always just have to assume the other one's going to win just because of the history. But it's not impossible. I could see some stuff happening, some Justin Fields runs. Yep, he, he'll probably have a lot of yards on the ground. Green Bay will probably be prepared for that, though. Uh, Commanders and Giants, I think we're going to agree on this one. That's the Commanders. They're playing yeah. right now. This is it. They're they a move up team. this eating. Yeah, they're a better team and they play better. They're a better team. They seem more inspired, which the Giants aren't uninspired, but the Commanders are just playing with a a fire right now. And I really want to see, on the Tom Grassi show, I want to see Wild uh, Flower call it. I don't know how many people would get that, but that would be hilarious. I think a lot of people watch that show. He's definitely picked up this year. Um, Seahawks and Rams. Seahawks and Rams. Uh, Seahawks. I think the Seahawks win that game soundly. I just they should. I think the Rams are exploding. The Seahawks worried me a little bit with their last performance. It wasn't. I mean, they didn't look bad, but they did look a little bit more down to earth. But I think the Rams are so terrible that there shouldn't be a way they should win. I mean, Seattle barely played, and the Rams still lost by two scores. Seattle's going to be able to score a lot of points. They're, they're going to be able to do a lot on offense. And I think their defense will do good enough against uh, Rams offense that might not even have Stafford. Yeah, I don't think it exists. And, yeah, I don't know where he's gone. He's definitely not there, though. So I think the Seahawks are going to go win that game convincingly. And we I got one it. last game here. I see the next game. This is playoff yep. here. Saints 
and the Buccaneers. I almost said my prediction immediately. Now, the Saints own the Buccaneers, but the Buccaneers are playing for their lives. I mean, I think the Falcons take the division if they win this week and the Bucs lose. Yeah, the Bucs need to need to win. I think... Oh, wow. It's like tied. I don't know. The Saints held the 49ers to low points. I'm going to tradition. I'm going to choose the Saints. I think they they own that team, and they've owned that team for so long. That I'll tell you, I'm choosing I think the Saints. They have a better shot at winning, realistically. Yeah, this is a huge divisional game, and I think that that division is going to come down to the wire. I don't trust anyone in it at this point. There's no reason to trust anyone. I think the Saints are just going to make everyone that much closer. I mean, even Carolina is still in the division. How stupid is that? They're supposed to be tanking. If Steve Wilkes as their head coach, not that he's doing a bad job, but he's an interim head coach and they're competing. It's like, all right, well, I guess, I guess that division's going to be close. It's going to come down to the last minute. And I think actually Atlanta and Tampa Bay play the oh, last gosh. week, if I recall correctly. So mark your calendars. So we'll, uh, we'll move on to the last section of the show. We've gone for almost an hour and 30 minutes at this point, and that's going to be the what went right part. So basically what we're asking, if our team wins this week, what went right in the game? So for you, if the Chiefs are able to beat the Bengals, what went right? Joe Burrow got sacked eight times. That's what went right. If that front four does what they should, they have gotten plenty of sacks these last three weeks. They had five and five in two games back-to-back. They sacked Trevor five, and they sacked uh, Herbert five. I forget their sacks last week, but there's two or three, I think. But they got pressures all game. Yeah. I think if if that front four does what they're supposed to against that O-line, it should that, that's what will win the Chiefs the game. I, I know Joe Burrow is good, and he gets it out quick. But if, if he can't even have a second to throw, the Bengals aren't going to win. They're not going to win with checkdowns and slants. They're going to need the deep ball, and to have the deep ball, they're going to have to give Burrow at least a little bit of time. And I don't think the Chiefs' defensive line would have to. The Chiefs' defensive line would have to collapse for Burrow to be able just to stand there in the pocket. I think he's going to be unpressured the whole game, and I think that's how the Chiefs would win. That's what went right: is the Chiefs' D line performing as they should. Gotcha. For Jacksonville, I've got two things. One is that Trevor Lawrence has a big game. And the second, same thing the defense did this last week. Get like two turnovers. Just force some drives to end. And when you're able to do that, you're going to limit their possessions. You're going to give the offense more chances. And I think we can trust Lawrence at this point. We're going to have a decent running game this time. I think we'll be fine. I think uh, if we win... Those two things happened. Well, you got anything else you want to add on to the show? Nope, I think that's about it. Alrighty. Well, we appreciate you all joining us today for the latest episode of On the Prowl, presented by Cardiac Cats. We'll see you all next week after week 13.